You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, streaming live on StreamYard. Wherever you found this podcast, we appreciate you tuning in. It is a Friday episode, and it's been a busy week. And we're going to continue the train, the hype train, to get and usher Russell Wilson out of the NFC West. Just, you know what, Russ? Let me, this is my personal message to you. You might be skeptical, but the grass, it is always greener on the other side. It is. Don't, like, think twice about it. Get out of town. Chicago, Las Vegas, Dallas. Alex, Be some sunlight, get damn out, it. Get out of there. Get out of the rain, Russ. It's not doing you any well. It's like, look, think about this. Russell Wilson has nine playoff wins with Seattle since he entered the league, including a Super Bowl. Guess how many playoff wins those three franchises, not not including New Orleans, which is also on the list, but Dallas, Vegas, and Chicago since Russell Wilson entered the league? Well, I don't know. One? Zero. Zero. Oh, that's right, because the double doink. Yeah. <laughs> because of the double doink, that's right. That's right. And Vegas, I think, has one winning season. And then, of course, Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. And there's Dallas. Yeah, they haven't done anything for two decades. Yeah. But go no, ahead, it's, Russ. Uh, listen, I mean, all joking aside, like, sure, it'd be great to get Russ out. And and excitement of the unknown, not knowing who the quarterback is going to be for San Francisco or Seattle, that's great. That's good news for the Cardinals. I mean, if you're going to see San Francisco probably move up and draft Zach Wilson or draft somebody uh, at, at their spot if somebody drops to him. Seattle, like, you're not going to lure free agents to Seattle. Sure, DK Metcalf's there, Taylor Lockett, Tyler Lockett's there, but it's kind of a boring place to be, right? But, like, CenturyLink is a long way away when there's no fans. So it's just, there's not something super special about Seattle for free agents. So you're going to have to trade somebody. You're going to get Derek Carr. Like, that's going to excite. That'll excite Cardinals fans for sure. Getting to see him twice a year. He's he's better than people give him credit for, but he's obviously not at Russell Wilson's level. I think that uh, there's going to be like a Matthew Stafford resurgence on social media for Derek Carr in the next two years. Like, people are going to be like, oh, he's... He's not bad. Like he's actually a good quarterback, but he hasn't really won anything. Like I can see one of those one of those happening. Uh Matthew Stafford with his no playoff wins is in the NFC West. Let me ask you this real quick. Without like any free agency, any free agent moves happening, we've seen a couple trades, obviously the big one between the Rams and the Lions. If you had to rank, like power rank, before all the things go down, the offseason happens. And knowing what you know from yesterday's report following the athletic article, where would you rank the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC West? Like right now. Third. So they're they're behind which two teams? I don't know. <laughs> like like they're behind the Rams because the Rams are right. stable. The Rams right. are a B student right now. Like you know that Matthew Stafford may not get you to the promised land, but he's gonna get you to the dance. I mean, they're a playoff team, uh, barring any sort of injury. Either Seattle or San Francisco will most likely finish behind the Cardinals, unless the Cardinals really come back to earth. And this was a one-hit wonder of a year that started out through seven or eight weeks, like they were, you know, fringe deep playoff contenders. But I think third. I I don't think it's fair to say fourth because they know who the quarterback is. San Francisco, the chance of them trading for Deshaun Watson seems to be more and more slim by the day. 
because the Texans ain't getting rid of Deshaun Watson. So then what's their backup plan? Sam Darnold? Cool. You roll you roll the punches. Rookie quarterback? Cool. You roll the punches regardless of uh, who their head coach is or not Kyle Shannon with his, at times, offensive wizardry. I would take Kyler Murray as the third, the leader of the third best team in the NFC, right, in the NFC West right now. Yeah. Are you in agreement that the Arizona Cardinals have the best opportunity to improve from 2020 to 2021? Yeah, because the other three teams were well, because San Francisco is an NA. I mean, they're an incomplete for 2020. You kind of just the fact that they won the amount of games they did is unbelievable. Um, yeah, they've got the most room to improve. Like they have the best chance to be comeback team of the year in the NFC West and most improved for sure, because they have the most question marks on their roster. When you have they have decent draft picks, they have most of them. They're lacking a fourth rounder and what a sixth rounder, right? But for the most part, they've got their top three draft picks. They've got as far as you know, relative to the division, players exiting via and also you know that stacked up against where their roster is and what they can add. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the Arizona Cardinals they have this opportunity, especially coming off an eight and eight season. This is a team that has the most room for improvement and i think it would be the it's going to be the trendy team to you know once again to, to pop out of the NFC West while you look at the other three teams it's like yeah the the rams are stable we know what their ceiling is and then the other are just yeah they're just they're wild cards like if if the niners get a quarterback then and depending on who it is that hype train could either stay in the station or leave. You just go off the rails. It will be interesting to see who that is, and then Seattle, just depending on what they do. You know, it was your boy from Spot Track that was putting out. You know, the what Seattle's facing and staring down with a Russell Wilson trade. If he's if he's dealt pre June first, the dead cap is thirty nine million dollars. Mm-hmm. Post June first, the dead cap is like thirteen million in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two, it's twenty six million. Yeah, the it, same just split over two years. Yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of interesting. It's that they be it, you would have to one find a team that's going to compensate you for Russell Wilson, find his replacement, and then also make sure it works out as far as the caps concerned with the Seattle Seahawks. It seems like it's it's uh, the odds are stocked stacked against the deal. Even though we were kind of it was the big conversation yesterday, but I don't know. I mean. I just, you will take any kind of, of the other three teams in the division, any kind of dysfunction, because that's, that's really what, and the Arizona Cardinals are just sitting here and, and, you know, as you said, mum's the word, and sometimes that's fine. Sometimes that's fine as long as they're plotting, <laughs> as long as they're sitting back and they're, and they're trying to, they're setting up their free agent targets and they're ready to go come, you know, mid-March. I think that'd be, be good for the Arizona Cardinals. We heard from uh, Arizona Cardinals promoted offensive line coach, now run game coordinator Sean Kugler. He spoke to the media yesterday. There were a couple key takeaways from it. He talked about the offensive line. There is an open competition, at least one position on the offensive line. Also, I, I saw I read a, a pretty in-depth, and as far as I was concerned, one of the best breakdowns of the Cardinals' 2020 season and what their offseason needs and priorities should be. Some of the takeaways from that, but... I want to get into this uh, real quick before we go to break as far as Sean Kugler's um, comments. You have the audio, Alex? Yeah. So we'll play the audio from Sean Kugler, some takeaways from his media um, appearance yesterday. Here's Sean Kugler 
uh, newly promoted run game coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals? Try to improve and, and improve the competition at, at any position. And uh, uh, the center position last year had its ups and downs. Um, both those guys at times played extremely well. Both those times, uh, those guys, uh, you know, they struggled, uh, both being young players. Uh, they're both hard workers. They both like the game of football. I think they're both going to improve. They both have things that they need to improve upon. They know what those things are. And, uh, you know, they need to take the accountability of improving those things. Will we try to add to that room or will we try to improve the competition? We'll always do that. We'll always try to look to make sure that we've got the best five out there and the next best five ready to go. And if that means bringing somebody in, uh, that's not out of the possibility. So um, the center position overall, uh, I think, needs uh, to take a next step to get better and to get better to help our offense. And uh, that starts with myself evaluating uh, how I'm coaching those guys. It starts with those guys individually. And if we add somebody, they're going to be right in the mix. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be open competition and uh, the best guy is going to win that job and that'll play out. Sean Kugler, offensive line coach, run game coordinator. The center position is it's a competition. Uh, was it Lamont Gallard? Galliard. He yep. uh, he filled in when Mason Cole got hurt, and then Mason Cole also, as far as his play last year, was really uneven to say the least. Uh, in his what was it? Uh, his third season because he played 2018, 2019, and 2020. So. Mason Cole, I, the thing I, I gather from these two guys is like they are backup players. You know, I, yeah. I, I just don't get the sense yeah. that either of them are starting caliber offensive linemen. Well, I mean, this is going to this is going to be the first part of all of this is the most unsexy. Are you going to bring back Kelvin Beecham? Because if you're going to bring back Kelvin Beecham, obviously, I mean, Marcus Gilbert is probably not going to be on this roster, you'd think you could save a million dollars in cap space pretty much if you cut him. Uh, it's, he's only a $150,000 cap hit, I think. Uh, if you want to bring back Kelvin Beecham on a two-year whatever, like what they brought Andre Smith in for, I think it was two or three years, was under $20 million or something like that with half of it guaranteed to shore up the bookend with DJ Humphreys if he showed you enough. Cool. And then you got to figure out what you're going to do with Josh Jones. If Josh Jones, as he mentioned, uh, Sean Cooler talked about how Josh Jones is seemingly more flexible than maybe they thought initially to maybe move him on the interior side, probably on the right side, you would think, unless you really want to strengthen the left side. And then that would check one of the three boxes necessary. What are you going to do with Justin Pugh? You don't know. You'd put Josh Jones in a different spot. And then if you want to draft the center, we joked about Landon Dickerson, and I'm not going to make this like a whole conversation about it, but there's a guy that if you want to go that route and you strike out on Joe Toon and you strike out on other offensive linemen, there's a guy that is probably going to be a bona fide star in this league, if not extremely serviceable for a long period of time, you know, barring any sort of injury. So there's a way you can go with that, but interior, obviously the interior of the offensive line is a point of contention, and at least we heard Sean Kugler say he knows that. So maybe he can actually get in Steve Kimes' ear and say, hey, Stevie baby, I need some more talent in an effort to protect Kyler Murray, have the A-gap opened up wider than it was last year for the running backs, in order to move this down the road instead of staying stagnant. I've always liked Sean Kugler. I think he's the best, uh, probably the most brightest star on that coaching staff and that he's getting a more integral role as far as the organization's concerned is good. 
And then this kind of just reinforced it and having that awareness of, of where they need to improve and that they're not content off the offensive line's improvement from 19 to 20, you know, the 50 sacks to 29 or 30 total sacks last season. So, and how they played down the stretch, obviously it's, it's not Michael Bidwell saying, Hey, we're, we're encouraged. We're just happy and go lucky. And we can't wait for the future. It's bright. Sean Kugo's like, all right, we're, we're always, we're looking to get better. And this is, these are the areas that we want to improve in. I was also encouraged that, you know, as far as the interior of that offensive line, that uh, internally they, they, they have options. We'll get to what those options are, plus, uh, you know, some free agent additions that would make sense or draft additions, as Alex kind of already talked about Landon Dickerson a little bit. We'll tell you all about it. Coming up, it's Locked On Cardinals. Bet online, though. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all the sports action. And you're like, well, football's in the rearview mirror. I'm just a football guy. Well, there's a full slate of college football this weekend. You want a little action on the Wofford-Chattanooga game? Get in on it. BetOnline.ag has the entire uh, spreads out there, whether it's 2.5 on Chattanooga or the total of 44.5. How about this game? North Dakota State and South Illinois. Those games are all available for you to bet on, and the only place we trust, betonline.ag. You've also got college hoops, NBA, the NHL. They're in full swing, and BetOnline even offers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has it covered for all the news as well, scores, odds, the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And right now, if you sign up, Use the promo code Locked On. You get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just using the promo code Locked On, Locked On, you get a fifty percent welcome bonus. That means if you put in a hundred bucks, you get fifty dollars to play around with. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to. I can't believe like the FCS Division Two football essentially isn't like making a bigger push that they're playing games like. I had to like seek out their schedule. I mean, the only one I'm really aware of, Alex, is Jackson State because of their new head coach and Deion Sanders, and they absolutely rolled some team I've never even heard of, like 53 nothing last week. But, uh, I mean, the FCS has an opportunity. It kind of concerns me because of Steve Kimes' draft history that he's going to be like, he's just going to be frothing at the mouth watching these FCS games. And uh, he might utilize every single one of the Arizona Cardinals draft picks on a non-D1 Power 5 school player. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't even, there's not even a joke to enter. That's actually no. a true statement. He's going to watch so. the Southern Utah-Northern Arizona game and be like, I want to use a second-round pick on, on a cornerback that's not going to make this roster come the fall. Maybe or maybe he would, you know, choose a a linebacker and try to move him to corner. Yeah, he's versatile. Drafting him in the second round. He's versatile. He he beat up on Dixie State. Where, what a what Brandon game. Williams. I'm telling you, I saw his running back skills. I know he can be a cornerback. Jesus. Uh, locked on Cardinals. Part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Getting back to the Sean Coogler, um, just comments from yesterday when he met with the media. Uh, there were some internal options that uh, the team have if they decide to part ways with Justin Pugh, despite Steve Kime kind of speaking uh, very highly of Justin Pugh, they could save them quite a bit of cap money. Um, so in J.R. Sweezy, who's an impending free agent, that the team, they talked about Justin Jones and his ability, Josh Jones, I apologize, and playing and switching over from the tackle position to a guard position. And then also you have 
Justin Murray, who they liked, who has tackle experience moving to a guard position. He played some fill-in guard, uh, got a bunch of snaps there last season. So those are some internal options. They extended Murray during the season last year. So it's encouraging that I think that the guard position is something that you could roll with those guys and just see what happens. Um, and then you could maybe sink some money into that center position. I mentioned Alex Mack yesterday. Why not? Why not get the 35-year-old veteran uh, to play the center position for this team? I think that that would be uh, a good locker room guy, and obviously he's played the position at a high level. He's not the pro bowler, all pro type that he once was, but he's an upgrade over Galliard or, or Cole, and then those guys become versatile as we joke about it, but you know, Mason Cole becomes, you know, a, a good Swiss Army knife backup. Yeah, I mean, the the thesis of all of this is make moves to make the offensive line better. I don't care what happens. Just if that's the end result, and then you have, you know, you, you have a cavalry of guys that you could bring in in a pinch, absolutely. But, I mean, I, I feel like, and and obviously, we're, we're past the point where you can trust Mason Cole 16 weeks a year. You know, I mean, the there's a lot... That's it's completely overblown about the two false start calls. They were in a lot of offensive plays last year, you know, like, so if it's just not normal for the guy holding the ball to be the guy that gets the false start, you know, which is weird. It, one of them was questionable with a head jerk. Like let's remove that from the storyline and just watch that. They weren't great on the interior. So as you mentioned, absolutely. Whether it be, whether it be a free agent or through the draft, all they need to do is just, Heighten the floor. Bring the floor up like the Cardinals did across the landscape of the roster last year from from 2019. They raised the floor, and that's what you need to do if you want to win organically, and that's what they've been doing. They just need to continue to take one step forward in an effort to do so uh, regarding the offensive line. I read an interesting breakdown of the Arizona Cardinals' 2020 season, and it kind of previewed their 2021 offseason. It was Hayden Winks. I guess he works for NBC Sports. It was just a random read. And it, it broke down this offensive line and its ability to run the football and how that's not necessarily a need for this team going forward. It's more in the pass game and pass protection and also just the, the team and its uh, lack of creativity in the pass game, which is shock. It, it's shocking. Like just the fact that they brought in Cliff Kingsbury, this air raid guru, and we look at the statistics from last year. Have you seen this stat about DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know. At least you're, you know, I mean, succinct about that. Have you? I, seen, no I mean, it was about. why you say that is because it, I'll be like, oh, that's that. So you watch the, uh, you we all <laughs> saw the the infamous graphic of um, DeAndre Hopkins route tree from one of the weeks. Tree, one yeah. of the lot. Remember when it was on the left side and it was all just in this little bunch bunched up group of, of routes that he ran. I think it was against the Rams. The was, was it the yeah Rams? ahead of the six? I think so. So, that being said, like the over the entire season, how many routes do you think that DeAndre Hopkins, the percentage of routes, do you think he ran on the left side of the football field? Uh, ninety-three. Okay, close. Eighty-three percent. Okay, that's absurd. Yeah, the guy that came over with a resume of being one of the more versatile route runners in the NFL. They even talked about how. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins actually was more successful in the slot during his time, or at least in his final season for the Houston Texans, and he's just running routes down the left side of the football field. Like, opposing defenses could just be like, 
We know where Tenton's going to be. He's going to be on the left side. Just keep tabs on him. And he wasn't even yeah. like streaking across the field. Like this offense, especially in the past game, has to find a way. Like I don't know what the hell happened to Cliff Kingsbury. Why he's he's driving his Porsche in the parking lot and he's, he refuses to take it out on the freeway. Yeah, and, and the numbers can be very deceiving. I mean, they're almost red herring at this point. Like week one. He had monster targets, monster yards, no touchdowns, but he had monster. He had 13, 14 receptions week one, right? I think it was 13. And yeah. then, like, it's just like Kenyon Drake's almost 1,000-yard numbers in the touchdown numbers. Kenyon Drake had, like, most of his touchdowns were inside the three-yard line and after multiple attempts. DeAndre Hopkins having over 100 catches, that's great. Having 1,400 receiving yards, that's awesome. The Cardinals... Winning was not directly correlated to DeAndre Hopkins' output. A lot of like two, 150 of those yards were in junk time against Dallas, the Jets, and the Hale Murray. So, I mean, that's, I mean, chunks of them just completely, uh, they didn't directly correlate to wins. So he could have had easily, easily 1,700 yards receiving and 120 receptions. You're totally right. They need to figure it out. He And, I mean, on top of that, though, to their credit, I guess, I mean, to defend Cliff Kingsbury, they didn't have much else. You no, know, Christian Kirk was gone. Like, if you can bring in a B receiver just to keep the defense looking on the other side of the field, it'll open up the floodgates a little bit. I mean, you need you need a Julio Jones to a Roddy White. You need a Calvin Ridley to a Julio Jones. You need something like that, at least just to be a threat. And the fact that he had 1,400 receiving yards – Maybe it's miraculous that he did. Maybe he's so good that that's how it happened. But they weren't as great as they looked. They, it's, it's just I, I don't understand why there is just this uh, vanilla-ness to this team. Why they are just like we just want to yeah. be, we just want to be average. And they were, they were just incredibly average. And when you have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins on your roster, that's unacceptable because they are, they are dynamic players, and it's just you're not tapping into their potential with that. We saw that when when their backs were against the wall and they're in the waning seconds and you ask them to make the spectacular play, they deliver. And then after yeah. that, I mean, it's almost like they even were like, you, you saw a miracle happen and they were like, nah, we're just going to go back to being vanilla. Pfft. We're just, I mean, the Cardinals, Keep back, Werner. when you look at the statistics across the board and for the defense, I think it was impressive that they were, incredibly average like given you know where they were in 2019 and like for them to be in the middle of the road I think that was that was a great job by Vance Joseph but uh the offense is there's no it's unacceptable like this should be a top 10 to top five offense and when you look at the numbers it was just right up there with the record like the, the team went eight and eight and their uh everything that they did was middle of the road they've got to change that it's locked on Cardinals part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day we will wrap this thing up real quick more takeaways from these uh, these average statistics. And we'll start to preview next week's uh, episodes of Locked on Cardinals. And plus, where you can kind of ch- catch us tonight, we're going to be doing a podcast, uh, the Dynasty Vipers. Excited about that. We'll tell you more about it. It's all coming up. It's Locked on Cardinals. It's brought to you by, of course, our friends at Rock Auto. I think Alex says it best. We're, we just don't know anything about cars. We feel like we're getting swindled. Each and every time that we go and we have to deal with an auto mechanic or if we're going to one of the big box stores and we're just trying to buy anything like from a taillight 
to just carpet for our car. We feel like we're just getting taken to the woodshed. The chain stores, they do have different price tiers. Professionals, mechanics versus do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices, though, are the same for everybody and reliably low. If you check them out, RockAuto.com, it always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on where the market would bear it like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody, and it does not require membership or account login. You just log on. You find the auto part that you need. If you have a mechanic you trust, just purchase it there, take it to them, and they could slap it on there, or you could do it yourself. I highly recommend hiring a professional mechanic. But go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On Cardinals and How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right so yes join us tonight fantasy vipers or dynasty vipers i keep on butchering the name but we're going to join that podcast tonight we'll send out a link just look for us at bob rack b-o-b-r-a-c-k at clancy's corner at lockdown az cards can't wait to talk to them we want to you know probably we're going to recap the season and then also we're going to have some fun maybe previewing from fantasy standpoint and just looking forward to the offseason for the arizona cardinals uh, can't wait to do that on a Friday night, uh, and if I'm sure they'll have the podcast available for you afterwards. But just a few more takeaways from this, uh, as far as how you know incredibly average the Arizona Cardinals were, despite having these impressive this impressive roster, including Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it, it did show how unimpressive Christian Kirk was and his inability to get open, Andy Isabella and his inability to really run and thrive in any part of the pass game. Um, but also, it, it it showed how how often that uh, Vance Joseph was blitzing and how much success they had and how the priority of an outside cornerback has to be number one for the Arizona Cardinals going forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, a lot of upgrades, but I think that's the one. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's well, we're going to sound like uh, broken records, but until things change, until free agency really kicks off, this is all projection, and that's what we deem to be the most important. Right. I mean, it's just something that they have to because we we outlined a way that you could, you know, have a, a continue to have the success that they had on the offensive line, maybe improve. I don't think a guy like Alex Mack would break the bank, and I think he would bolster your offensive line. As far as the cornerback position, they have to be aggressive, like they really do. Like they have to not only go out. We talked about Ronald Darby yesterday. And he'd be fine, but I think he would be in the same tier of cornerbacks that they've brought in each and every offseason to play CB2 to Patrick Peterson. Now you're moving, you're you're losing your crutch. P2, you know, the odds that he's coming back are very low. Get out there and, and get one of the top corners available, and then maybe even trade up in the in the first round and get yourself a Caleb Farley. Yeah, I mean, again, and this is, there's no wrong decision at 16 aside from safety, in my opinion, running back and obviously quarterback. They really, you can validate any pick, but to get a strength, you mentioned either, either it's going to be corner, as you mentioned, like bringing one, like Spotrack said, that Ronald Darby would, would come and sign for the, to the Cardinals. I think he said three year 36 or four year 36. I can't remember. And then, yeah, drafting even at JC Horn at that point. If you have an anchor, you can have some time for this this kid to learn how to play at the NFL level, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I'm really excited to see what their 
what their treasure map is going to look like for what they want and what they execute. You know, I mean, but listen, if they take Landon Dickerson, it's they won't. But I mean, right. say they like in a, in an in a perfect world, you sign a guy like Alex Mack, um, and then draft an offensive tackle and or offensive lineman, and you're set. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it, and you're good. And that's like, well, you know what? That was boring. But this is the this is the punishment you get for not drafting one last year, and all of them flourished last year, mm-hmm. except for Andrew Thomas had you know a little little bit of a tougher road early on, but. I mean, look at who his quarterback was. Like, it's just... Jedrick Wills, Werfs, and Mekhi Becton, Becton were all studs. They were studs. Yeah. I mean, Mekhi Becton had several injuries throughout the year, but again, the Jets, you can't really fault him. We'll see what he does in year two. He's 6'7", man. Yeah. I mean, he's a big boy. He's a and then obviously, Tristan Werfs was the highest-graded Super Bowl rookie. Or, offensive I lineman. I can't remember what this guy was. I thought it was just offensive lineman. In Super Bowl history, yeah. well, I don't since know if he they, was in Super Bowl history. Well, since I can't they remember started, what that was. Since they started, and it's recent, recent that they've uh, they've started really tracking it and, and putting the yeah, grades yeah. on them. But yeah, check us out tonight, Dynasty Vipers. We'll we'll tweet out a link. Excited about that. Uh, we're gonna get more into this conversation about how they could really uh, rebuild that cornerback position, um, and then we'll get into some free agent targets and start to really break down this offseason. We're looking forward to We're going to have some great guests coming up as well. It's all going to be here at Locked On Cardinals. Make sure you're following on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Rack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.